And uh, we know that the local government elections indeed took place a couple of weeks ago, but we are still waiting to hear the outcome with quite a number of those different uh, different areas and different mayoral races. Now, joining us in the studio, just to give us a bit of an idea where things are at when it comes to the counting and uh, and when those uh, well, when they're going to be declared, I guess, is the Northern Territory's Electoral Commissioner, Ian Logan Nathan. Good morning to you. Good morning, Katie. Ian, where are we at with, uh, with the count for the local government elections? Uh, so, Katie, we've counted most of the votes. The only votes really left to count now are the postal votes that are yet to come in, and they will slowly trickle in for the rest of this week. Um, so what will happen is when the, when the votes, when we get the final postal votes, which will be by lunchtime on Friday, we will then determine the quota. Uh, and then from the quota, um, we will do a full distribution of preferences and and determine the results. Because some of these seats are very much going to be determined by those preferences, aren't they? Look, absolutely, Katie. In local government, um, particularly um, for the aldermen and councillor positions, uh, they're always uh, determined by the preferences, You know, particularly for the last seat or second last seat. Um, we also have very close contests in Litchfield uh, and in Catherine uh, and, in, and in Alice Springs. Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite fascinating to watch. I think that a lot of the time when an election happens, people expect to know the outcome sort of the very next day. But unless it's a really clear winner, uh, it is uh, always going to come down to those preferences and always going to come down to, you know, to where people place those preferences. Look, absolutely. And that's why it's very important that uh, when you cast your vote, it's just not the number one that matters. Uh, you have to think that uh, if your selected candidate is unsuccessful, then uh, who would you prefer next? And that really requires some thought because, as you say, preferences really matter. So Friday midday is when we'll know well who's going to be the mayor of the likes of Litchfield and, and Catherine, Alice Springs and all of those other aldermen and council positions. So Friday midday is the deadline for the postal votes, so we will then start the okay. um, distribution of preferences. So it'll be late afternoon for some of them um, and likely probably a late evening um, for, 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 some of the, um, for, for, for some of the longer counts. Yeah. How did we go in terms of voter turnout with the local government election? Do you did you feel as though we got a pretty good voter turnout? I think the short answer would be no, Katie. Um, we did slightly better than 2017. Remember, it, you have to add Palmerston election, which was a year later in 2018. Um, I, I think we're just over 60 percent. We'll probably, uh, with a few more postal votes, and when you add in the deck votes, we'll, we'll probably be at 61, 62 percent, which is, um, I think we were at 58 percent in 2017. So a marginal increase, uh, but certainly for. Uh, I think for the voting services that we provided, you know, expanded um, uh, early voting services, particularly out in the remote communities, um, honestly, we were really hoping for a, a better result than that. So what do you reckon has maybe caused that uh, that situation? I think there's a, a lot of um, reasons uh, why, you know, turnout, you know, has been, is, is poor, particularly out in, in remote communities. I think that the lockdown certainly had a factor, particularly in Catherine, um, where we lost four days. And what our staff were telling us, that you could just tell that there was less movement in the community even after the lockdown. People were just generally staying at home. So that meant that in terms of... Usually Catherine takes the highest percentage of early votes, uh, and that wasn't the case. So, that, look, there's um, certainly, you know, at the remote communities, it's just awareness. We're certainly doing a lot more stuff in language, doing a lot more things in social media. Yeah. Uh, you know, our research are telling us that we're getting the message out, but it's just not translating to people still going to the voting... Uh, to the 
to our voting centres and casting a vote. Right, and no doubt uh, once the once everything's finished counting-wise, there will sort of be a full look at this to try to determine how you can maybe, or how we can all try to help to uh, to ensure that we do get a voter turnout, a better voter turnout next time round. Well, look, I've been trying to do that for a long time, Katie, yeah. right? Uh, and really we've been coming with the same questions um, and really without any concrete answers. What is going to be interesting is with daily... Um, so we've had an yep. election, you know, just after the local government election. Uh, it's a remote division, which is the rarity in regard to doing a by-election. Certainly there's a lot of interest in this by-election and uh, the parties are extremely active. So it'll be interesting to sort of say whether their presence um, leads to an increased turnout. And uh, as you've just said there, obviously the daily by-election is going to be incredibly uh, important for, for both or well, for all the political parties, whether they're running as independents or whether they are running for two of the major parties. I know that uh, I believe the pre-polling uh, opened in what I yesterday. How did that go in terms of the number of people turning out to vote? Uh, that was a bumper day in what I yesterday. We took 431 votes. Uh, we took another 32 declaration votes. Uh, if you can compare, if you can compare that to the local government election, where we just took 433 votes in total, and uh, remembering that we're at what I all week, um, we're polling from eight to four at the uh, sports and recreational hall. So did you say 431? One vote yesterday and 32 declaration votes? That's correct. That seems like a pretty high number for the first day of, uh, of having that pre-polling. Why is that, do you reckon? Oh, look, certainly we've been pushing it. Uh, we've been doing a lot of advertising there in language. And like I said before, there's a lot of campaign workers out there um, from, from both sides. You know, my staff are telling me there's more campaign workers than car bodies out at what I at the moment, really? right? So, there's so you mean like campaign workers, i.e. members of the Labor or the CLP? Look, uh, yes, look, I... Uh, 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 I, yes, look, uh, that, that yep. would certainly be the case, uh, and certainly they drum up the presence, uh, they create the uh, interest and, and pass on the information that people are required to vote, and that certainly um, has a huge factor um, in, in regard to turnout at remote communities. How do those numbers sort of compare to some of the other early voting centres that you've had in other areas of daily? Look, it's been pretty good yeah. um, so far. You know, Bel uh, Bell Ewan had a good turnout, so did Dundee and uh, Kybrook Farm. Um, it, look, you know, obviously this week um, we've got other places to do. Uh, we, we've got Peppy to do and New You, and on Saturday we'll do Bachelor. So, uh, look, there's certainly more votes to be to be taken there. But if I can give you like an overall perspective, is yeah. that um, so far we've taken uh, 1,246 votes. Uh, in addition, we've issued another 383 postal votes, and that's in an electorate of 5,706 in total. Wow, people obviously want to have their voices heard in this one. Uh, look, uh, it's, like I said, it's certainly a high-profile uh, by-election. Uh, there's a lot of interest um, fr uh, from the parties. It's uh, it's a big electorate uh, and very different uh, uh, sort of a client base or an elector base yeah. uh, in terms of um, uh, rural communities and Aboriginal communities. Um, so it's going to uh, uh, it's 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 going to be it's going to be an interesting weekend. Yeah, it sure is. So what's going to be the process in terms of uh, counting all of those votes over the weekend? So on Saturday we will have a voting centre. At, at, Berry, at Berry Springs School and so they'll be open there from 8 till 6 and they'll count those votes there. Mm -hmm. All the other votes, um, that includes the Coolalinga 
early voting centre, and that's open till this Friday. Um, and then the, then the early voting centre we've had in town, plus the early voting centre currently is at Berry Spring sh- uh, Shops Shopping Centre. We'll count those um, in, a, in our office here yep. on, on Saturday night. In addition, we'll count uh, the early votes, sorry, the uh, postal votes that, that, that have been returned. And so do you anticipate that you'll have an outcome on Saturday night or you really don't know? Look, it just depends on the numbers, Katie. Yeah. Like, uh, I think, you know, one thing you can see in the local government, if election, if someone's got a good margin on the Saturday night, then you kind of know that they, they're going to get up. But if they don't, then, like the rest of us, they're just going to have to wait. Uh, similar to LG, there's going to be a two-week period for postal votes. Like I said, there's 383 postal votes being issued, uh, and if the margin's small, we're going to have to wait for those to trickle in before we just we can determine who is going to win that seat. Well, Ian Logan, Nathan, always good to catch up with you. I really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with us today. Uh, sounds as though we'll probably talk again early next week. No worries. Thank you, Katie. Thank you.